Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees, and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. It's like when you don't go to the gym anymore, it's like, where do I begin? Or, you know, how can I lift 150 pounds? You know, it seems like, like you say, you've got nothing, you're blank. So you have to like uh, firm up that muscle, tone that muscle. And the practice is just looking for everyday ideas that could be in your local area. Um, I have an acronym in my everyday bucket list book and it's bucket. And I say that people should always be on the lookout. That's the B. Be on the lookout because we have so many ways of getting information now. There's almost no excuse not to find something because you can be notified on social media. You know, there's email lists. You can, you know, listen to traditional television ads and things like that. There's always ways to find out, you know, what's going on in in a simple way, a simple internet search. So that's the B. Embarking on the journey into the next chapter of your life after divorce is often met with a mixture of excitement and fear. Everything is affected. Transitioning home and career, managing your finances, parenting as a single mom or dad, and managing the emotions around step-parents in your children's lives. The world of online dating, reconnecting with who you want to be in this new chapter of life, and finding your passion, purpose, sensuality, sexuality, and so much more. Tune in as we speak to the experts in every area of post-divorce life and support you to enter and navigate it as an adventure with a growth mindset and a heart of possibility. Welcome, Karen. So excited to have you with us today. I am so happy to be here. You know, Karen, this is um, this is hopefully going to be one of the more fun conversations that uh, that I have and share with our listeners. And I felt so strongly about finding somebody who could really speak to um, bucket list living. Uh, finding leisure, recreation, fun, uh, a more lighthearted part of life as we're post-divorce, many of us with uh, single parenting with children. So um, I'm uh, particularly interested in what you have to share with us today. Oh, absolutely. Fun is my middle name, I like to say. (laughs) So I can definitely help you out. So just to get us started, you know, 
getting off of, dare I say, the battlefield of divorce and then trying to get our feet underneath us with um, living separately, all of the challenges that come with that. And then for many, the single parenting on top of it, uh, the clients I work with often there's this this resistance to um, play and fun, maybe not so much because they don't want to, but because uh, they have beliefs around their time, finances, ability to other responsibilities. So can we just start this conversation with how do you talk to people about mindset around uh, bucket list living? Well, I always say that play isn't just for kids and the benefits of play also help adults. You know, it can ward off stress and depression. It could possibly help you heal emotionally. Um, It improves relationships. It can add joy to your life, which to me is the best benefit of all. And that's actually from helpguide.org. I did a little research for you, but also, you know, you just want to think, You know, I joke because I said, your name is Karen. My name is Karen, even though we're not that Karen. We're just (laughs) named Karen, you know, nice people that were named Karen. I say, don't be Karen-ish to yourself. So, you know, don't jump to conclusions about things and, and don't put yourself in a box like, oh, I'm divorced. I can't do that. I have all these responsibilities. I have my kids on the weekends. You know, you have to, um, you know, look for other things that you can do. Sometimes these are perceptions that for whatever reason we take on and we don't even realize it. And sometimes it could be cost or it could be the time commitment. You might think, oh, I don't have time. And you say that, but you don't necessarily really check to see how long would this take or how much would this cost? So right there, you don't want to do that. And number two, don't be Karen-ish by being overly judgmental, right? You want to be easier on yourself, especially since you are going through a hard transition. You know, you want to be more gentle and you want to be open to new ideas and, you know, don't allow yourself to overly judge an idea until you try it or at least research it. And I also say, you know, avoid people who are, who are very judgmental because, you know, What they might not think of as fun, you know, that's their idea. That doesn't mean that that is what's, you know, it's not right for you because they don't like it. And often people are usually projecting, in my opinion, um, you know, unless they really know you and, and, and would be a cheerleader, right? We all need people like that. So I say to, you know, be open and don't overly police your behavior. And the third idea to not be Karenish is don't make ridiculous demands, right? We know you're probably already stressed out. So you might be trying, putting a little too much emphasis on, I better have fun, you know? <laughs> if you can be a little lighthearted and not have such um, big expectations, sometimes, you know, you're more relaxed and open to just having fun in the moment and letting things unfold. So, um, you know, I love, I love what you're saying. I think that 
what's interesting is, you know, be gentle with yourself. Um, watch your judgment of yourself. Watch other people's judgment of you. Um, don't don't take things so seriously. Those are those are great to hear you say when we're talking about fun, because these are the things we talk about throughout all of the divorce. Right. And so we're often our our worst critic. And um, I am I am a recovering perfectionist. And, and dare I say, perhaps a workaholic because I love what I do. And so it's so much easier for me to record another podcast, to write another blog post, to coach another client than to um, consciously choose to take the time to research my leisure time and my fun. And so for me, and I'm just being transparent with all you listeners. Um, this this call is as much this episode is as much for me because I'm so curious how to get those of us who have been worker bees. You know, we're working, we're we're out there working. We we work through the divorce in terms of like the settlement. We're raising our kids. It's like it's all. My kids sometimes say you're like a taskmaster. Like, when do you play? And I was raised in a household where you were always acknowledged and um, and congratulated when you got good grades, when you were a good athlete, like when you were, quote unquote, productive. And me and my siblings have talked about our tendency toward productivity Um the other thing that you did was you started saying, well, fun is productive in different ways, which I never thought about. Like it does all of these good things for you play. So so we have here some rules, right? Be gentle on yourself, be non-judgmental, stay away from judgmental people, don't have too high expectations and know um, that play is really good for you, that play actually enhances and improves your life. So for the person who, me, um, who is less likely to invest time in bucket lists, like one of the things I notice is it actually takes time, right? So I need to do some research. I need to plan ahead. I need to put it on the calendar. I might need to invite a friend or enlist my kids. So can you just speak to that piece of it? Because I could see that being, uh, resistant making for many. It is for me. Well, if you are the taskmaster, you know, put it on your calendar and just block out an hour of time or whatever you have, 10 minutes a day, a half an hour. And if it's important to you, you will schedule it just like in a job scenario. So you can lean into that a little bit. If that's your style and you're kind of business-like in that way, approach it that way. You know, but you do know it's it's for your well-being and ultimately it's going to help you be more productive anyway. I kind of have that in me as well. Right. And I do find when I'm doing things that I really like, when I go back to work, I'm a lot happier. I have fresh ideas. I'm in a good mood. And so if you need to kind of tap into that reasoning, you can do that because I, I do know people you know, who will say, why would you do that? That's silly. Or, you know, I went on Dr. Oz one time and they go, oh, are you trying to get on television? <laughs> and I was like, no, it, it was, I was asked to do this. And, you know, some people just, just an, ex an experience. Yeah, exactly. There doesn't always have to be a profound reason 
But if you need to tell yourself in the back of your head, this actually does help my productivity. And there's so much research that shows that if you need that bit to, you know, uh, allow yourself to do that, then that's fine. So, so let's shift a little bit. I, when I talk to people about bucket list and when I coach around this, uh, what tends to come up is I'd love to travel to Greece. I'd love to do this like big, expensive, like long planning thing. And so, um, so I have things on my bucket list. Like I would love to whitewater raft through, um, down the Colorado through the Grand Canyon. That's something I hope to do. That's a different, there's that level of bucket list, which is great and and really valuable, but we want to start out smaller. We want to start out with baby steps. And I think that when I would speak to clients, a lot of time they'd be like, I've got nothing. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to go from just doing what I'm doing to like, what's that, what's that every weekend or one weekday a month or like, what does that bucket list even look like? So can we maybe share some ideas, some examples, some things your clients have done? Sure. Well, just like you're saying, it's like when you don't go to the gym anymore, it's like, where do I begin? Or, you know, how can I lift 150 pounds? You know, it seems like, like you say, you've got nothing, you're blank. So you have to like, Uh, firm up that muscle, tone that muscle. And the practice is just looking for everyday ideas that could be in your local area. Um, I have an acronym in my everyday bucket list book and it's bucket. And I say that people should always be on the lookout. That's the B, be on the lookout because we have so many ways of getting information. Now there's almost no excuse not to find something because you can be notified on social media, you know, there's email lists, you can, you know, listen to traditional television ads and things like that. There's always ways to find out, you know, what's going on in in a simple way, a simple internet search. So that's the B. If you want me to go through my letters. I think that sounds great. U is understand with you what you value. Sometimes we are so caught up in the busyness of life that we kind of lose touch with who we really are. We're not just a worker. We're not just a taskmaster. You know, it, it's like, who do you want to be? What do you want to do? What do you want to have? You know, understand what you value, what is important to you and explore that. And it could be something very simple. Like I watched um, a comedian on Eventbrite. And what's funny is, Um, It was housed inside of a video game. It was so unique. And I was like, you know what? I would like to be brave enough to try like comedy, open mic, five minutes, you know, something very simple and local, right? And get you outside of your comfort zone or do that whole thing that you fear. You know, you have to just really think, maybe come up with a couple categories of what is important to you, or it could just be something you want to try. and. C is for customize it to your situation. We all know if someone's divorced, you have schedules you have to adhere to. You know, if you have your kids different days of the week. So if Tuesday is your night off or if you have every other weekend, be very strategic with how you use your time. And like I say, you just work it around your schedule. And that's where you have to have 
like a, a bunch of ideas so that when you do have that pocket of time, you'll have the right thing to fit the situation. Mm. That's the planning. That's the being prepared ahead of time. Every divorce has its unique challenges. Having helped people in many different high-conflict divorces, I know that when children and alcohol are involved, the situation becomes even more challenging. Whether you are concerned about child safety when an ex is co-parenting, or trying to prove your sobriety for custody, finding a reliable system that you trust can be difficult. That's why I love and recommend Soberlink. Soberlink's remote alcohol monitoring system makes it easy to document sobriety in real time, ensuring child safety and providing tangible evidence of sobriety to the court as needed. It's easy to use and has features like facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting that all work together to improve your life during this difficult time. To help those in my audience who are going through divorce with children, I've worked with Soberlink to develop five tips for divorces involving children that you can download at www.soberlink.com backslash JBD. And I would imagine you can have your bucket list um, customized for when you have your kids and when you don't have your kids. So absolutely. Yeah. Cause you're going to want to bring them too and do things that you've never done before or they've never done before. So they could be a part of it. It's not just individual time. Right. So that's the C. What's the K? K is keep it simple. So, you know, there's a lot of simple things you can do. Like maybe you join masterclass. You could turn that on at any time. If you want to learn how to cook, sing, I think they have dancing on there. You know, it doesn't even have to be related to anything that you do. It could just be you exploring another side of yourself. And E is forever evolving. Sometimes we make this list and we think we have to be stuck. And, oh, I said I wanted these 10 things or 100 things, however far you go. Some things just come up as you go. Every time I go somewhere, I see something in that city or town. I'm like, oh, I would love to come back and now see this. It could be that easy. So it might be something that you just didn't even know was out there. And once you find out about it, you know, you can sign on to say, hey, maybe I could do this next month or, you know, you could visit a bunch of different lighthouses or whatever's in your area, landmarks or different parks, things like that. Something really simple. And then T is, I think this is the most important, take time to store information because how many times do you get that? excellent restaurant recommendation, or someone will give you very detailed um, information. Maybe they're a local or they just came off of doing something and you get that hot off the press, you know, fresh information. And if you don't store that, it's gone. I mean, I guess you can ask again, but that might be, you know, you know, take the time, whatever it is digitally. If you write it on a calendar, have one spot where you keep those details. So when you do have that time, you know, it's all there for you. 
I love that. So even if you just have a, you know, a cell phone with you, you can have a notes document that's your bucket list document that you just always add to. So it's right there. Exactly. Exactly. And if you wanted me to tell about other everyday ideas, this is just me reframing people's thoughts of how you can approach it and, you know, how to tap into something meaningful for yourself. Um, but if you, if you're really still like, well, I, I get what you're saying, but could you just give me some ideas? You know, mm -hmm. I, I can be that person as well. Cause I totally get it when you feel like you're just completely blank and don't know where to start. And, um, I always say, start with comedy, even if it's something as simple as I want to see all of Jim Gaffigan's, uh, shows, you know, if you have a favorite comedian or you're searching, obviously look on Netflix, make it like a contest with yourself. I want to see one a month or, you know, that's super simple. That's almost like a comedy bucket list, mm -hmm. but you, you can also search out. Like I said, I went on Eventbrite. I found something so unique. Um, the comedy clubs, local comedy clubs, they're really affordable. And it's nice because it's, it's like very intimate and you could even see someone that maybe a big time comedian is just coming back to a small club just to say, Hey, thanks for hosting me, you know, and helping me through my career. Or sometimes you get those people when they're right at the beginning and they're, you know, they could be equally as good. And you know, let me just jump in here for a second. One of the things that I often encourage people to do is sign up for meetup, meetup.com. And when I was living on Long Island, um, just looking for something to do. And I, brought a girlfriend to tag along and we ended up, it was a comedian and it was great because, because meetup is usually, you know, people who are looking to connect with other people, everyone's coming, you know, single or with a friend. And so there was a whole table of strangers who were quasi organized that had a cocktail and a bite to eat and a laugh with the comedian. And it ended up being a brilliant night. And we were sitting around some other women who do a lot more meetups. And so they're constantly out and about doing these kinds of different things and meeting new people who become their friends. And so, you know, I'll just throw that meetup thing, which also, if you're interested in photography or yoga or um, virtually any topic, if you're, I've done meetups that are biking, hiking, kayaking meetups. And so those are great ways, especially I think that if you're single and you're like, well, I don't have anyone to do it with. Um, it's also a great way to meet people and do what you enjoy doing, you know, museum hopping, whatever it is. Right. And you know that you're kind of all in this together. You're not the only one who's single, you know, everybody is in a similar situation. So it kind of takes that fear element out or, you know, a little bit of, uh, if you feel a little awkward doing that. So that's, that's a really good point. Another thing is I found something called cozy meals. It's cozymeals.com. And what you could do is you can sign up to learn how to make a special dish with chefs in real time. So, you know, you're on Zoom, but they're teaching you. Um, I guess you have to get the ingredients and everything like that. But uh, 
it's like a fun experience that you're learning from a chef and they have something really cool. It's called like Japanese Peruvian fusion. And I think they also (laughs) teach you a little bit about sake. So I'm like, who wouldn't want to do that? That sounds like a lot of fun, especially if you're cooking the same things or you're just getting by, like sticking a sandwich in your mouth. It's like, take time and just relax and, you know, socialize a little bit in that way. There's also Airbnb experiences. There's mm-hmm. lo- there's local Airbnb in general. Um, I know someone who was the host of an Airbnb experience and he took people on a coffee crawl. I want to say that was in Toronto, but there are similar ideas like that, like you're saying to bounce around, but also Airbnb is so unique and people are really trying to come up with these very cool experiences. So people, you know, will come to their Airbnb and they have like a tree house, a yurt, which I didn't even know what that was yep. <laughs> until I started um, researching. And yeah. It's like, <laughs> why not try something like that? It's just, you know, something new to talk about, new experience. You stretch yourself. And, and on that note, like I, I, I do Airbnb when I travel and what I didn't realize was this new arm, this experience arm. So I think I was in Denver and uh, they have uh, the Red Rocks um, park up there. And um, so there was someone who was doing a whole uh, hike to sunrise experience. So it wasn't about renting an Airbnb. It was about spending a couple of bucks, hooking up with however many, a dozen or so people and having this morning sunrise experience. And so for those of you listening, um, Airbnb isn't just about renting a place. There is that whole arm of experiences, which I'd never thought about. That's a cool idea. Uh, and you, so you could even look right around you um, and see what they have. We have a special gift for you. Whether you're still emotionally entangled with your ex or not, imagining and creating your life after divorce can feel surreal for some, terrifying for others. Fears and limiting beliefs around financial security, building new friendships, health and fitness, and even finding healthy love can interfere with your ability to create the life you desire. Journey Beyond Divorce coaches can help you get clear on what you want and the obstacles that are keeping you stuck and guide you in manifesting your ideal life. We're here to help you enter this new chapter with more confidence and enthusiasm with a free jumpstart call. Visit journeybeyonddivorce.com backslash jumpstart to book your call today. There's even people who will teach you how to fly a drone, like things you just wouldn't think of and you just wouldn't know about unless you started to research. I'm like, that's really an interesting thing to do outside. But there's also local cruises. Like you always think of it having to be warm. And there's actually cruises sometimes in certain areas in the winter because you can see seals migrate, you know, and there's different things like that you can do. Um, you know, if you're okay with being out in the cold, uh, you know, it's, it's a very unique experience. And then 
you can even think about a hobby because if you don't want to always come up with something new, why not pick up like a bucket list hobby? It can be something like a, a rock climbing facility, or you could research your genealogy, or um, you could even take photos of street art. That is like my new favorite thing to do. And anytime you incorporate photography, you could do that anywhere. So it's like, if you want to be a better photographer, you know, when you're talking about how does this help me in life? <laughs> you know, photography helps almost everybody in a job or like I said, just for the joy of it. Those are great ideas. Those are really wonderful ideas. You have some that are very um, kid specific that you can toss out there since we talked about um, doing things by yourself, but also with your family. You know, I really love day trips. Like, I feel like it's a great way to test the water with vacationing with your kids and just getting them used to going to different places or, um, you know, exploring different areas. So something like going to another city, some, something like that, you know, art museums, there's all types of museums and nature centers and things like that. You can even make them, you know, learn how to hike or some something outdoors, right? Because get them off of their electronics. And yeah, exactly. Right. To get more in touch with nature and be outside. Um, you know, there's indoor skydiving. I, I probably would have to look into, you know, what the age, the ages are for that, but that seems like a lot of fun. That's another way to test drive like adventure. And, you know, um, I'm sure kids would love that. I actually tried zip lining and my, my kids are older and they're like, mom, what are you doing? And literally I went and I am not good with heights. I was horrified. I was about to just come right down. It was like a big jungle gym at a facility. Literally here I am. It's like a kid's facility. So I feel silly. And the younger kids are just whizzing by me. And literally to get to the zip line, you had to climb, you had to go across steps up very high. <laughs> I've been in one of those. I know. And you had to like, hold on to these ropes. And I'm, and I'm joking in my head. I'm like, this can't get any worse. And then the song welcome to the jungle comes on by guns and roses. And it's like, you're gonna die. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is crazy. <laughs> so the zip line was the easy part. It was, you know, not being afraid of the heights. Cause actually, you know, the steps, it wasn't, you know, you needed some great physical ability. It was really all in your mind, but it was a lot of fun. And that was literally, I want to say that was 10 minutes away from me. So you could do that with kids or, you know, as an adult by yourself, I saw someone, um, a senior up there. So I was like, oh, I really have to get my act together. <laughs> that's funny. And I, I love that because that's a real, you know, we step out of our comfort zone in areas where we have to, because we want to move the ball forward. You're describing a step outside of your comfort zone, do something that, you know, whether it's rock climbing or zip lining or something that is, um, going to get your adrenaline going and your stomach might be flipping while you do it. But how did you feel on the other side of the zip line after you had done the whole thing? How was that for you? No, it, it was exhilarating. It really was. Um, I, I would go on 10 more times if I didn't have to go through what I call an obstacle course, <laughs> yeah. but, um, yeah, I got a lot out of it. And like I said, 
the way that things are, there's so many like levels, like a rock climbing facility, you know, it's not like you're really going up some big mountain on your own and having to put, uh, the equipment on and, you know, on your own, like, uh, you're really just stepping on things that are easy to climb on. It's not like you have to have all this skill, you know, obviously to some extent, but it's an, it's a way to test it out. And if you have kids with you, it's like an excuse, right? If you feel a little awkward, you're like, oh, well, I'm doing this with my kids. You know, right, no right. one has to know it's, <laughs> you're really enjoying it. So, <laughs> so th- this is, this is great. I mean, I, I, I love the bucket acronym, uh, be on the lookout, understand what you value, customize it to your situation, keep it simple. Um, ever evolving, take time to store information and then Great, great tips. Uh, So uh, before we wrap up, getting people started, like what would you suggest? Do you have tips, tools, strategies, ideas for the person who's listening? So much like me, they're now feeling a little bit more motivated. They're feeling like, okay, maybe I can do this. Um, But I don't want them to stop listening to the finish listening to the episode and then not do anything. So let's, let's give them some call to actions if we could. Okay. If you go to my site, karencordway.com and it's C as in cat, O-R-D as in dog, A-W-A-Y, just think cats and dogs. I have a bucket list challenge on my site. And even if you just type in bucket list challenge into Google, I'm on the first page and I mapped out, you know, a five day challenge. So you could get the wheels turning and you could try a little bit on your own. Um, so I have that there if, you know, if you want to get started right love, away. Love that. I'm going to do that. And I encourage everyone who's listening to do it as well. Yeah. And I just want to say I'm I'm starting to coach because I have people who've been approaching me like, I want to live my best life. <laughs> so if you're someone who needs accountability, a sounding board, someone, you know, in your corner, a cheerleader, just to have more fulfillment, more balance, brainstorm ideas. I'm, I'm opening up that as well. If Beautiful. And, and mention your book again, too, because doesn't your book have certain things that could help people get started? Right. I have a process. If you want to be led and just tell me what to do. Um, I have the everyday bucket list book. It's 10 steps to I don't bring too, more exciting experiences to everyday life. I'm looking at it right now. I know 10 having... steps to bring more exciting experiences to everyday life. I love that, that, um, subtitle. Yeah. So you can find me there and I promise I'll remember the name of my book. <laughs> so, um, so a good place to start and and free would be uh, Googling um, bucket list challenge and going to KarenCordaway.com, uh, doing the bucket list challenge. Uh, if you're motivated but feel you need a little bit of support, Karen um, has uh, uh, coaching opportunities available. And uh, and um, do you have? Is that the free giveaway, or did you have? Yeah, that's what I offer for free on, you know, you don't have to sign up to an email list or anything like that. You could just walk through the challenge, but if you really want ideas, I also have a podcast by the same name. So if you are interested in travel, or sometimes I just put easy ideas 
Um, that's also the Everyday Bucket List podcast, but I don't want to give you too much homework. I figure you could choose from a variety of things that might work for you. Well, I love that. So the Everyday Bucket List, so obviously those listening are podcasters. So the Everyday Bucket List podcast might be a fun way to tune in and get some more ideas. I was hoping that this would be a light, fun um, episode and conversation, and it certainly has been. You've, you have some great ideas. I love that they go from just staying at home and Zooming and doing something like Cozy Meals, which I already want to check out, to the, to the more outdoor and out and about Airbnb experiences and other such things. Thank you so much for sharing um, your joy of play and ideas with us. Thank you so much for having me, Karen. So um, I encourage each of you to, uh, to create some play, some bucket list items for yourself. And we will be back again in a couple of weeks with another episode of Life After Divorce. Stay tuned and we'll see you then. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women throughout one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.